0: Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Needham. I am an eight-figure Amazon seller. I have uh, been on the platform trying to figure things out. You know, the the name of this uh, podcast might be a misnomer because I am absolutely not the smartest Amazon seller. I uh, find myself learning so much more and actually due to this podcast, I continue to learn And I, um, have a guest today. I very happy, like, like how I found them. Um, I usually consider Reddit one of the, uh, uh, just one of the better groups out there for talking about Amazon and, and, uh, these guys, um, from ad advance came in and, and, and talked about a subject that like, I've never heard anyone cover and it was just an awesome post. And honestly, like, you know, um, I, when I saw that, I was like, okay, this, there's something here to uncover and talk about. And so, so happy to get uh, Matt from Ad Advance on the podcast. Welcome, Matt. Happy to be here, Scott. Thanks. So, you guys clearly have a smart mind because you know exactly how to leverage Reddit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> where the thing is, is, is you have to provide value first, you know. Um, people on Reddit are particularly adverse to being sold. You know, if they feel like you in any way are selling yourself, I even saw one of your comments. You're like, "Don't hate, don't hate us." You know, like we're just trying to like talk about it, and you were like, you guys were being very uh, organic, and um, so great job there. And what the the post that caught my attention um, was about what you guys called your like your listing defense, where you know you uh, you blanketed a product page with 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 uh defensive ads where no competitors could come in and like well so Mm -hmm. everyone knows that when you're uh, browsing a product there's uh some carousels below that show someone that show other people's products and that's a great way to lose sales when uh people see those Mm -hmm. products and that you guys kind of orchestrated a a strategy to, to to cover that up just with your products So how did you guys figure this out? What is like this listing defense strategy? So, you know, take it away.
1: Sounds good, yeah. So, I mean, pretty much every Amazon seller is familiar with brand defense, you know, targeting your own branded keywords uh, with your manual campaigns, making sure to own any sort of branded traffic so your competitors can't steal your market share when people go to look for your products. So when Amazon rolled out product targeting for sponsored products long ago, um, we thought, why not target our own ASINs with product targeting? And that kind of, uh, gave way to our cross promotion ASIN defense strategy. Uh, so you said it, essentially what we're doing is, uh, we're canvassing our own listings our the sellers that we work with their listings with their other product offerings. So if somebody clicks through, they've shown interest in, in a product, uh, Let's give them an alternative to purchase another outlet that isn't your competition. And so the vast majority of impressions on Amazon come from product pages. It's super important that just, you know, to own that exposure for your own products. It tends to convert extremely well. Um,
0: You You said something interesting. You're saying most impressions come from a product page.
1: Yeah. So if you're to look at the three placement types on Amazon, top of search, rest of search, product page, the vast majority of impressions yeah. come from product pages.
0: Um, are those uh, cheaper impressions? Uh, let me say that. Like, is the, is the bid as expensive for those impressions?
1: Um, so it's pretty comparable to rest of search. Top of search is obviously more expensive. And the cost of the impressions for, say, a cross-promotion, ace, and defense campaign, it varies really by category. How hard is your brand being conquested? So more established sellers, more mature products that are ranked really well, they're going to be conquested more aggressively as, you know, people launching products or uh, lower ranked products are trying to leach traffic from their product pages. So it's all competitively bid. Yeah. And, yeah. Um,
0: I guess let's, let's cover a little bit. So sometimes people think defensive advertising is, uh, you know, wasted spend where yeah. like, you know, if someone searches for, you know, your version of say sunglasses, Uh, They search your brand name, and then you end up paying for that top spot. Um, They were most likely going to convert on you anyways.
1: Right. Yeah, so that's one of the major differences between this strategy and branded keywords. There's not really an organic substitute on your product detail pages. You have your Uh variations. There are some products that are frequently purchased together, but they've already clicked through to the product page. You don't want to send them back to search where there's tons of competition. Um, there's no other organic listing on, on your brand. And also it's not necessarily kept capturing somebody that low in funnel that's searching for your brands. Uh, there's a super wide of array of keywords that they would have searched, you know, in all likelihood, they didn't make their way to your product page from branded search to begin with. So, um, that's um, the major differentiator.
0: So are you only targeting, um, so are you, let's see, um, you said you're you're actually in the, in some of the strategy, you're avoiding um the search results page uh advertising and you're only targeting um you uh, the, uh, the you know the related products on the product page is that right
1: so what i was you, getting at what, there is I'm, I'm if guessing,
0: somebody sorry i was just asking like are you actually separating uh those two in your targeting
1: oh uh, yeah definitely so we're all about segmentation at the campaign level. So, you know, building out campaigns based on unique strategies or retargeting a warm or cold audience, somebody high in funnel, low in funnel. When you do that, regardless of the objective of the product, whether it's launch, aggressive growth, um, a balanced sales efficiency, or just outright ad profitability, we can scale spend between each campaign and also, um, it's just it's better from a placement perspective too, because the more homogenous targets perform, the better you're able to set your placement percentages. But that's getting a little away from um, the cross promotion standpoint. So I would never nest my cross promotion targets, my, my own ASIN, with uh, like competitor product targeting ad groups or campaigns. So I always create a standalone ASIN defense cross promotion yeah. campaign, at least one.
0: Um, yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. I've talked about a little bit on my podcast. I don't think, um, I think you actually explained it a little bit better and to kind of why that, um, you know, there's no reason not to like separate as much as possible your campaigns and, um, so that what you're talking about, this like this like uh, listing defense, like it's a, it's on its own budget. You just understand it, and you're not mixing it when you're compete. You're targeting competitors, and um, it's a it's a sanity. Like it helps you know what's doing it, but also lets you pivot if if you feel like one strategy is working really well, you can goose it. If one strategy is not, you can't. So I just wanted to highlight exactly what you said. That was, and I really like it. Um, so when people are maybe considering doing this, they, they understand what's going on. Sure. Um, but I think I cut you off from, uh, from going on. So, um, let's, let's see. I think this defense strategy, what if you only have one product, you know, one page, would that be possible?
1: No, no. So you need different listings so ideally uh, you'd be targeting products under different parents um yes there are some exceptions to that where you can get impressions for um child ASIN um are you saying so, you, so variations but that would be with sponsored display uh, uh it's less restrictive uh so that's another key point with this too is this transcends beyond sponsored products yeah we'd also launch this with sponsored display product rating and sponsored brands product rating.
0: Okay, um, the sponsor display makes perfect sense because it's got a different placement and it is on a page. Um, is how is sponsor brands uh, uh, part of this? May, um, is that just your regular uh, defensive ads or is sponsor brands? Have a, does that have a placement on a product page?
1: Yeah, so it would be a step separate campaign type essentially within sponsor brands. Uh, so you have a product collection um, after you select that option, essentially there's, there's three. So product collection, store spotlight, which is mobile only. And then video, you select the first, there's an option between keyword targeting or product targeting, uh, much like creating a sponsored products ad group. You can select between the two. So you I, can intermix keywords and product targets. Um, yep, yep. And that's actually a really good point. I'm glad you brought it up. So if you did have only one single ASIN, you could leverage uh sponsor brands, um, cross-promotion, I guess, you know, just to push competition over that place, um, show, you know, your brands. Oh, yeah. So, runs, but
0: oh, no, no, we, 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 teased, we, we teased out uh, something here that just to hit it, that when you're doing this, you're actually using sponsored uh, products where you can target keywords and that's going to get you in the search terms. But if you want to target products you know, they, they actually split each one of those and I've actually never used sponsor brands targeting a product. Uh, that's, um, interesting to bring that for. So this is better for brands that have, you know, uh, similar products and it's a great way to like actually showcase the rest of your catalog. Um, and, uh, cause often people, you know, that are, are, uh, you know, if they bought from you once, they're likely to buy again. They've already opened their wallet once. So this is why this is different than uh, just defensive advertising because it's a, it's actually a chance to, to retarget uh, some of your uh, customers. So um, have you found, you know, uh, pro- types of products that this works best for?
1: Yeah, so just <laughs> generally speaking, it would be substitute products, so, if you offer several different varieties of sunglasses, for example, um, or if you offer men's sunglasses and women's sunglasses, if you have a pair of men's sunglasses, you'd want to target your other men's sunglasses on on your men's product pages, similar for women's sunglasses. Um, so, ideally, you'd have uh, multiple variation, multiple parent ASIN of interrelated products, uh, there's also an application for like
0: complements. So um so um let's, how, you, let's back let, what what are substitutes and what are complements? What do so you So substitutes us? would
1: be very similar products to one another. Um if you have a pair of like wayfarers um and then you have another pair of like square-shaped sunglasses, those would be pretty close subs. Um
0: Yeah. Similarly but compliments Sorry, but but compliments are more like products that just like that pair together well. You would actually consider buying both. Is that right? Yeah,
1: exactly. So kind of a bundling strategy where maybe you lit you sell sunglasses and lanyards that hold sunglasses or a sunglass holder for your car. Uh yeah. so you could cross okay. promote with that strategy. We've seen good results with that. And then another nice application too is upselling. Um so lower price products have higher click-through rates. People are more likely to click through on something that's cheaper. Uh-huh. Um, once you capture their interest on the product page, uh, especially if you have great listings, uh, it's an opportunity to showcase a higher-end product. So somebody that's clicked through to a product page is further down, further on in the purchase journey than somebody that's just browsing search results. They've, showed, they've demonstrated an interest in your product. And so it's a good opportunity to, upsell them so they've shown an interest in this one let's give them a slightly higher priced alternative um and that goes both ways too so if somebody shows an interest in a higher price product you can show them the lower price one too um you tend to see higher traffic higher volume from the lower price variation uh products that you're targeting and uh
0: no no this stronger. is this yeah. is all good and like honestly like i'm <laughs> Uh, as much as I do advertising, I'm still, like, am getting used to the lingo. This is very helpful to, like, think about uh, this. And I, I kind of want to just, like, ma- like um, highlight, what again, what it is that w- all of this accomplishes. All of this accomplishes a uh, product page that, say it's, say it's your product, and every single other listing that is uh being shown um and the sponsors are also from your brand and it um really it it can have a really good look especially if your brand has like uh you know similar coloring similar branding um it it totally changes like how a customer is feeling they're looking at like it it is it's kind of phenomenal i'll put the link to this uh to the to the reddit post in the show notes because. of how cool it is to see this. Um, and, w- okay, well, we've covered, uh, like, what it is, you know, how you kind of can do it, but, like, there's different str- – uh, let's see. I don't want to uh, – there's different strategies. In your In your post, you talked about, like, um, what were they? You know, the catch-all approach versus the top approach and the substitute approach. Um, Highlight a few of these real quickly and, and kind of like, you know, say what you, there's listeners of all types. There's people that are just mm-hmm. starting out. And there's people that are actually very experienced that do, you know, millions in revenue on Amazon. So uh, I think if we touch a few of these, we'll intrigue most of them.
1: Yeah, sounds good. So just high-level overview of what you were just giving. Um, we have ads, and then we have targets. Uh, Our goal is to have ads for our products, target our other products, and show up on their product detail pages. Um, So choosing which ads are going to be displayed on which product detail pages is an important part of this process. So there's product grouping that would be choosing products with similar attributes, um, like the substitute model that I spoke about, and then the targets would under a substitute model would be equivalent to your ads essentially. So you've got 20 pairs of black sunglasses, and you target your 20 pairs of black sunglasses, and they're very similar. So um, you tend to see really high conversion with that approach. Uh, for somebody that's
0: a little bit newer to Amazon
1: advertising, uh, doesn't have the time to, you know, think through group all their products and come up with a more involved strategy. Uh, there's something that we just call the catch-all approach. And so if you have, you know, at least loosely related products, you can just take that list of products, put those in your ad group, have those be your list of ads, target the same exact list as your targets. There's no more campaign design or anything beyond that point. So target all products with all of your products, essentially. So that's a really simple approach. It works when a seller has a lot of listing continuity, a lot of just very similar, complement, substitute products. Um, it wouldn't work for somebody like a wholesaler.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I mean, there, sometimes sometimes wholesalers actually get exclusive relationships with brands where they start to act a lot more like a private label seller. Right. But. Um, I I say that because, like, we, uh, my company, you know, as a seller, we we've done we've done that, like, where we actually in our you know in our relationship we have a uh, set aside uh, spend that we have to do for them, and so we're always mm-hmm. looking to, to do it in the most efficient way possible. Um, how did you guys figure this out? <laughs> um, honestly,
1: just I guess intuition. So brand defense is a major part of our keyword targeting strategy for most accounts that we take on uh and pretty much as soon as amazon rolled out product targeting we applied the same concept so we just launched it i think our our first client that that we launched it for uh sold watches pretty moderately high-end watches they had hundreds of them and so it's a super competitive category there's tons of similar options and um, we had immediate success with it and it ended up becoming our highest grossing campaign um, with a really great return too. So that was just a really great example of how effective it could be.
0: Yeah. Well, to give you guys a compliment, it's not like uh, I, I've been talking Amazon advertising for a few years and this has been available and I haven't heard anyone uh, blanket their own page with their own products like the way you have and I think watches that's probably why you figured it out because there It's a category that's that's perfect for this because like if you you know if you're representing say Casio watches like you only want your brand to be showing because people are likely already invested and it's kind of your way of building out uh, a very robust uh, product page Um, and so has this strategy evolved or, or like, where do you think it might be going?
1: It's definitely evolved as uh, new ad types have rolled out. So after sponsored products, product targeting rolled out, sponsored brands, product targeting uh, came out. Yeah. And the sponsored brands placements on product pages aren't nearly as uh, prominent as sponsored products. Typically they're just brands related to this item. Um, but we've seen good success with it just, you know, to a lower scale. Um, And then when Sponsored Display product targeting rolled out in late March of this year, uh, we immediately adopted it, uh, created essentially mirror copies of our Ace and Defense cross-promotion campaigns, launched them with Sponsored Display, and we've had tremendous success with that. Um, The other ways that it's evolved, I would say, would be just finding new data sources and strategies for grouping products and how you choose to target your own products uh, when you have a number of options. Uh, so a couple of good resources there for sellers would be in your advertising reports in the ad console. Uh, there's a report called Purchase Product. Uh, and what that shows is the advertised product and then the product that was purchased. Um, so you can actually throw that data in a pivot table and see which products trade sales the most uh, and leveraging that in your cross promotion campaigns can be really effective. And then the second one um, for larger scale sellers would be brand analytics. Uh, so when Amazon rolled out brand analytics reporting, uh, it also, they have uh, market basket, uh, alternate purchase and item comparison reports. Um, yeah. And those are going to have, Competitors in them, but they're also going to have a lot of your own ASIN. And so it tells you, Market Basket tells you which of your products are frequently purchased together. Item comparison, uh, which products are frequently compared, looked after, looked at after one another. Um, and then alternate purchase, which product is purchased after looking at your product. So using those four data sources, purchase product, and then those three brand analytics uh, reports is also. A really great way to group your campaigns. And this is a conversation for another podcast, but uh, leveraging those competitor targets uh, from your brand analytics data is incredibly effective too.
0: I bet. I, I bet. No, I um, I came at Amazon. I knew nothing about um, you know at PPC or advertising. You know, for a brand like this is just digital marketing one and one, um, and what you really tease apart really quickly is what, you know, it means to be doing defensive advertising and then what it means to be doing competitive, competitor advertising. And this is one of the most unique ways that I have seen of, you know, defensive brand strategy advertising. And uh, it it seems like it's kind of a no brainers for uh, the right type of, of sellers out there. Um, so let's see. And, and maybe we'll, we'll get you on sometime to talk about some of that competitor, you know, leveraging these brand analytics. I, I love that Amazon, you know, kind of launched the brand analytics page. That is, if you have brand registry, you get access to a ton of this data, which will help you, um, as Matt's talking about, figure out which competitors to go after and, you know, or which, which of your products to, you know, cross promote. Um, Well, I mean, I think, you know, a picture says a thousand words. I I, halfway through this uh, podcast, I realized I was like, I have to do a YouTube video on this because um, you know, you also want to see it. Uh, So look for that. I think by the time that this uh, podcast goes live, that the video will already be live. I'm a little bit faster with the turnaround time on that. And um, I want to thank Matt so much for, for coming on and, and, and talking about this. Um, and I'll, I'll definitely have the Reddit post in the show notes so that, um, you know, uh, y- you can see how they talked about it. But I mean, Matt is obviously very intelligent with this. I I'm impressed with what they've uh, created or on their own. It's kind of like this new, uh, it's their own strategy. And, um, and we were just talking earlier about, you know, so, so Matt does uh, do this for a lot of brands and they, uh, have an agency with their their own um you know frameworks for for getting success matt how can people get a hold of you or a hold of your team
1: uh they can find us at dot or watch for posts by joe shellard or at advance on social
0: okay awesome and i look i'm gonna look forward to more of uh your posts on reddit see you guys uh do it right, do marketing right by like teaching first, and like actually teaching unique things. and it's probably like one of the best types of advertising out there when you know uh, it's amazing when um, I mean I, I'm in the same game, and I'll be transparent. like you know, when I talk about something like brand new that I that no one else has figured out, it gets so much more engagement. If I cover something that other people have. Then um, you know it just kind of gets like a lukewarm reception. So that's why I'm all about you know finding something brand new. And Matt with Ad Advance, they've got that on lockdown. All right, Matt. So any last piece of advice?
1: Yeah, the main thing I I want to say is um, don't overcomplicate this. There are a ton of strategies that you can exploit but just getting it going is so huge. Uh the catch-all approach has been super effective for us. So if you're intimidated by some of the different strategies that we've talked about here, um take the simple approach, you'll see good results.
0: So thank you so much for coming to the show and um hopefully uh we'll uh be uh engaging more in the future and to those listeners, I've got uh Nothing more to say other than uh, subscribe and share this with a friend, and uh, uh, tune in next week where we will, uh, you know, uncover some more secrets for those Amazon sellers so, so that you can be uh, the smartest Amazon seller. All right, take care.
1: One, two, three. Yeah.
0: This episode has been produced by LaunchPod Media.